What a great day. Amen. We uh, always appreciate when uh, Brother Parker can be here with us. And I especially appreciate the messages that he brought us today. Uh, you know, I'm thankful to be uh, working and serving with this congregation. I firmly believe uh, that God is at work in our midst. And uh, God is on the move. And what that also means is that Satan is going to be on the move as well to create discord among us and to turn our hearts against the Lord. And so we must be on our guard every step of the way. But I see great things ahead for this church family uh, and for our community here. I think we, we have so much potential uh, to reach so many people in our area with the gospel message. And I'm just excited about the days and months and uh, years ahead, working together for the cause of Christ. Thank you all for being back with us this afternoon. I want to share a few thoughts with you about mercy, uh, because mercy is our word for the week. Brother Keith, we're doing this one-word study, and I think that uh, Keith was one of the contributors to that. Am I right? What did you write about? Well, you know what? I am so glad that he's not sure about what he wrote. Because I really, you know, I got lambasted here because I just totally forgot about what I wrote about. I thought it was grace. And uh, I looked at the, at the grace section and that my name's not there. And so I think, well, they must not have approved of what I said about grace. I must have gotten cut. Uh, but I had actually written about righteousness. So I'm feeling just a little bit better about myself uh, because Keith says it's either Father or forgiveness, he doesn't know. But mercy uh, is our word for the week. You've been reading about grace, and Alex last Sunday presented an excellent lesson on grace. And so that's uh, where you've been uh, focusing this past week. Tomorrow begins a new week of readings on mercy. And you know, grace and mercy, these two go hand in hand. God says in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, among other places, that he is merciful and gracious. That's how God describes himself. And you know, anytime God says, I am this way, we ought to pay attention. When God says, this is who I am, this is what I'm like, we get a, a, a no better um, description of God than when he is describing himself. And God says that he is merciful and gracious. You know, mercy, one of the ways I like to think about these words, and this is probably an oversimplistic way of, of thinking about it, but it makes a lot of sense to me and it's helpful to me. I've heard it said that mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And grace is when you get what you don't deserve. And one of my favorite stories to go along with this, or favorite scenarios rather, is when you get pulled over by a police officer and he gives you a ticket, that is justice. I think I've shared this before. When you get pulled over by a police officer and you deserve a ticket, but he lets you go, that is mercy. When you get pulled over by a police officer and not only does he let you go, he gives you a box of Krispy Kreme donuts as well. That is grace. And so in one sense, I think we 
are treating them backward. I like to talk about mercy before grace because before we as believers talk about receiving a gift that we don't deserve, which is what we talk about when we talk about grace, we talk about receiving from God the forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ our Lord, the gift of salvation that we experience now and will in in the life to come, presence with God forever, these gracious gifts from God that we don't deserve, but we ought to back up from that and think about what we actually do deserve that we don't get, which is what? What is that? Well, and this is, this is not new material for any of you, but as sinners, let me remind you that we deserve punishment and death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. That is what is owed us by God because of our sinfulness. That's what we deserve, but God spares us from that and that's mercy and on top of his mercy he goes one step further and he says i want to give you the best gifts that there are which is forgiveness of sins and salvation through jesus our just god is also a merciful god yes god is completely just but he's also completely merciful jeremiah in one of the most depressing books of the Bible. In fact, we call it Lamentations because there's so much lamenting. Jeremiah says this in chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. It's it's probably the brightest spot in this very dark book. His mercies, and you know it, never, what, come to an end. They are new every morning. God is a merciful God, full of mercy. His mercies never come to an end. We can experience them anew every day that we wake up. And so here's the great enigma. How can God be both just and merciful? Because because here's the thing. If God is truly just, then he has to punish sin. That's the only way that he can satisfy his justice is by paying sin and sinners what they deserve, which is death and punishment. But on the other side of the coin, if God is truly merciful, then wouldn't he offer forgiveness to sinners? And the answer is yes. God is merciful and he wants to forgive us of our sins and a truly merciful God would do that. And the answer to this enigma uh, is not... uh, It's not a list of rules and regulations to follow. It's not an elaborate plan. It's a man. It's a person. It's actually God himself. The Son of God is Jesus. Jesus Christ, who satisfies God's justice by bearing the punishment that sin demands so that we can experience God's mercy. Jesus pays the penalty for our sin, thereby satisfying the justice of God so so that we can reap the benefits of his mercy. You know, in the Christian life, there's a time for demanding justice. And we worship and we serve a God who is just. But you know, there's also a time for showing mercy. Being merciful in our lives is when because of our devotion to Christ as Lord, we don't give someone what they deserve. 
They may deserve us to put them in their place, tell them what they've done wrong, tell them off. That may be what they deserve. That may be the just thing to do. But sometimes, and this is where wisdom comes in, sometimes as God has extended mercy to us, we ought to extend mercy to others. God has so willingly shown mercy to us, and we ought to willingly show mercy to other people. In fact, being merciful to others, being unmerciful to others, rather, is a surefire way to receive God's judgment instead of mercy. And I think about the parable that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 18, where the king uh, lets somebody, forgives the debt of one of his servants, and then that servant goes and demands that somebody who owes him pay him back. And this king finds out about this, and he says, this is not the way that it works. I was merciful to you. You are to be merciful to other people. But because you have been unmerciful, I will be unmerciful to you. That ought to be a warning to us. As God has shown us rich mercy and grace, so we should be conduits of that to the people around us. And you know what? The opposite is also true. If we're unmerciful to others, we risk God being unmerciful to us. But listen to what Jesus says in one of the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are those who extend mercy to others, for they in turn shall receive it. A young man had been arrested for stealing from the royal palace Two times, not once, but twice. He was sentenced to hang. And the boy's mother came and sought mercy on behalf of her son from Napoleon I of France, who reigned from 1804 to 1814. Napoleon answered the mother's plea. He said, this boy has stolen from my palace twice now. He deserves justice. And you know what? That justice in this government is death. The mother replied to Napoleon, but I don't ask for justice. I beg your highness for mercy. Napoleon said, he does not deserve mercy. And the mother passionately begged, it would not be mercy if he deserved it. Touched by the mother's grief and passion, Napoleon let the boy go. It would not be mercy if he deserved it. We believe that as Christians, we have not received what we deserve. May we never, ever get what we deserve. God has decided to allow someone else to face what we deserve. And his son Jesus did that for us on the cross 2,000 years ago. He took the brunt of the punishment that we ought to face as sinners so that we can receive the mercy and the grace of God. So this week, don't forget about the magnificent mercy of God that you have experienced. It's not anything that you have earned. It's not anything that you deserve. It's a great mystery that God would want to extend mercy to us when what we deserve is punishment. 
And yet he does. And something else, this week, don't forget, as those who have been shown mercy by Almighty God, don't forget to show and extend mercy to others. If today, and Brother Keith extended the invitation earlier, and maybe, maybe some of your hearts, like mine, were, were palpitating a little faster. Maybe you were thinking about your own spiritual life. But you didn't step forward when we sang earlier. For whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe you almost did, but at the last minute, you put the brakes on. And maybe right now you're thinking, yeah, you know, I, I, I should have come, and I didn't. But now it's the afternoon devotion. And nobody wants me going up this late in the day because it's nap time. and Everybody wants to get home and rest. That may very well be Satan whispering in your ear. Reminding you of yet another reason not to come. I can guarantee you, even if there are those in this building this afternoon who are tired and they want to go home and nap, every single person will rejoice with you if you decide that this is the day, as Patrick did this morning, to turn your life around, to give your life back to the Lord, or to give your life to the Lord in the first place. If you have yet to receive God's mercy, it is offered freely. And until you do, you can know that as a sinner, you will face the penalty for your sin. But God has made a way for you to avoid that punishment by making Jesus the Lord of your life. As I prayed earlier, if there's somebody who has not been baptized that's in this gathering, we don't want to leave today without you making that decision. So why don't you come and make it? Or if you have any other spiritual needs, why don't you come and make that known as well? Let's pray together. Let's see somebody become a child of God before us this afternoon as we stand and sing.